is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So let's spend this first hour, at least, talking about Iowa, since people are now going to the cockeye in order to make their voices known and vote. And so I want to say to our friends in Iowa, what are you going to do? You're going to pick Washington, D.C.'s favorite candidate, Nikki Haley? just endorsed by the former liberal governor of Maryland, endorsed by the former liberal governor of New Hampshire, backed by Charles Koch, who has spent his entire life fighting for open borders. And also Nikki Haley has used, uh, in the case of Iowa, enormous sums of money to persuade Democrats and independents to change their party affiliation which they're allowed to do as they go to the caucus and then change it back. Is that what Republicans want? And then they have the voices in D.C. at the think tanks, former Bush speech writers, you know, row of these guys, telling us she's, she's the one who can beat Biden head-to-head by 10 points. Ladies and gentlemen, it's January. Nobody can beat nobody by 10 points. Everybody can beat everybody by 10 points. Utterly and completely irrelevant. Irrelevant. But here's what they can't tell us, because Nikki Haley can't tell us. Three, four, five profound, important things she did as governor of South Carolina. She and her PACs have spent tens of millions of dollars on negative ads trying to define Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. That's it. And so what she's been doing now for the last three, four weeks is trying to allow the media to cover her tracks for and carry the ball for. And same with her endorsements. And I'm going to prove it to you. If you're a Republican and you want to be a nominee of the Republican Party, a center-right party that ought to be a right party, that is conservative, constitutional republicanism, 
Can't you answer a question clearly on whether a man can become a woman or not? If you can't answer a question that's so obvious, biological, then it's obvious you're not one of us. And ladies and gentlemen, she's so reliant now on Democrats crossing over, on independents crossing over. There are billionaires and there are political action committees. Billionaire Democrats who are going to vote for Biden. Billionaire political action committees raising dark money, pushing Democrats to vote in the Republican caucus and the Republican primary in other states. So who's going to choose our nominee, Iowa? The talking heads in Washington, D.C.? The talking heads in the media? Uniparty and Democrat billionaires, Democrat political action committees, they don't even hide what they're doing. And Nikki Haley is completely sold out to these interests. She's completely sold out to the corporatists. She's completely sold out. She's completely, forget it, I'm watching TV. She's completely sold out to the businesses that like illegal immigration. She doesn't even talk about it. She barely even comments on it. Can a man become a woman? Nikki Haley was asked this today. Hat tip, X, cut 26, go. A lot of the stuff that Trump does, you know, and says really bothers me, and I'm concerned about it. You know, one thing I I have no idea who this guy is, and I don't much care because he's not relevant. It's what she says it is. Go ahead. He said that, uh, you know, he had trouble answering the question, could a man become a woman? And I'm just wondering what, what your response to that question is. Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, let's look at the fact. For, I'm, again, I'm sorry that we didn't make it to Dubuque, and um, and I hate that we're not there, but I'm, I appreciate you coming on here. Look, I mean, I have said, um, I want to start with Trump and then get to the, the question. You know, this is a hard truth on my part. I believe Trump was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies. Right, stop right a minute. Right, Notice he didn't ask her a thing about this. And how many of you care about any of this bloviating? She will do anything, we'll we'll pick it up, anything to avoid basic issues, anything. The answer is, of course a man can't become a woman. A man can alter his genitalia, that doesn't make him a woman. That's the answer. It's that simple, Iowa, and she won't answer it. Just like when she was governor of South Carolina, she wouldn't sign the bathroom bill that said men go to men's rooms and women go to women's rooms. And when she was called out on it by DeSantis, she accused him of lying. And yet, after the fact, it was obvious she was lying. There's the problem. She is a fictional candidate. She is a a creation that everybody can pour their own belief system into. Be very careful. Chaos follows him. And everybody on this call knows that. And we can't be a country in disarray and a world. Let me just stop there. Chaos follows Trump. Oh, I see. He's indicted. They call him Hitler. He tries to secure the border. He does all these things for the American people in this country. And he's creating chaos. How's he creating chaos? He's responding to these outrageous lawsuits. This is the problem, Nikki. They're creating chaos. The Democrats, the media, they're creating the chaos. 
not the victim. She has spent nearly $15 million trashing Ron DeSantis in Iowa. She has spent more money trashing DeSantis in Iowa than DeSantis and Trump have spent altogether in Iowa. These PACs are loading up the attacks. Why? Because they want to front load victories for her or expectations for her in Iowa and New Hampshire. She goes into South Carolina. They're trying to create a juggernaut. They're trying to manufacture momentum. That's all this is. That's why they want the Democrats in. That's why they want the independents in. That's what's going on. Go ahead. Through four more years of chaos, we won't survive it. And I think a lot of that is how we communicate and what happens. It just sets us all in disarray. Why do the Democrats want you to be the nominee? Why do the media want you to be the nominee? Why don't you talk about yourself for once? And where you stand rather than trashing other people. You know, she's the nastiest candidate in this race. They can talk about Trump. They can talk about whomever she wants. She trashes Vivek. She trashes Ron. She trashes Trump. And if you dare try and lay a hand on her, she uses the woman card. Like Fannie Willis uses the race card. They just don't want a strong woman. I'm married to a strong woman, you nitwit. Go ahead. President Kamala Harris. Now, can a man become a woman? There's been a lot that's been talked about when it comes to um, all of these roles and all of these issues. We want to make sure people can live any way they want to live. I don't think government needs to be in control of anybody's life. You go live the way you want to live. You should be free to live the way you want to live. And every and government Let's and stop it. has anybody said live the way you shouldn't live the way you want to live? Has anybody said Look, if you're a man and you want to mutilate yourself, go for it. There's nothing I'm going to do about it. Same with a woman and so forth. That's not the issue. The issue is whether our children are going to be taught this. The issue is whether we have books about this in our schools. The issue is whether this is a civil rights movement. The issue is whether we have to embrace it. If Ernie Grabowski wants to go over there and do whatever he wants to do, nobody gives a damn. That doesn't make it a national issue. That doesn't make it a cultural issue. When they try and you know, impose it on everybody. That makes it an issue. So, again, a red herring. Go ahead. Your way. I think that, you know, you always have to believe in freedom and allowing people to live the life the way they want to live. And if that's how they choose, then, you know, I don't think government should have any say in that. Did anybody hear, can a man become a woman? Not whether a man cuts off his genitalia or what. Can a man become a woman? The answer is no. No, it's a simple word. No. And she couldn't say it. And she wouldn't say it. And she won't say it. Now, if Iowans disappoint, New Hampshireites disappoint, and South Carolinians disappoint, what do we have here? A standard bearer for what? What's the mandate going to be? I'm a woman. Don't vote for chaos. I will unite you. Aren't you sick of BS? You people in Iowa who are going to these caucuses. It's my understanding. It's freezing. It is beyond freezing. You're going to go to a facility to voice your opinion and vote for this? 
Seriously. Why would you do that? And I would ask the folks in Iowa, Iowa, what do you have in common with the governor of Maryland? Nothing. What do you have in common with the governor of New Hampshire, these ex-Republicans? Nothing. Zero. Bill Crystal said if she's the nominee, he would vote for her. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? Bill Crystal is a complete reprobate. Why is it that Democrat billionaires, that Democrat operatives, that Republican establishment types in Washington, D.C., coming out of think tanks, coming out of their little, whatever the hell little jobs they get, their grifter jobs, why is it that they're all backing Nikki? She talks about Trump, that 99% of the ads she ran were against DeSantis. Not Trump. She didn't say no. If Trump were to ask her to be vice president, DeSantis said no. She's a ladder climber. That's what she is. You and I, we say to each other constantly, what the hell's going to happen to this country if we lose? Ask yourself this. What the hell happens to this country after all the money spent? All the battles are fought. All the votes are cast. And we get a Nikki Haley. To me, she's sounding not more and more like George W. Bush. She's literally sounding to me more and more like Mitt Romney. She is not a conservative. Larry Hogan knows that. Chris Sununu knows that. Chris Christie knows it. The Bush people on TV, they know it. Our buddy Carl Rove, he knows it. These are people who never supported Ronald Reagan, let alone Donald Trump. And they would never support Ron DeSantis if he were the nominee. They're not conservatives. They're long in the tooth Republican apparatchiks. This is how you get the support or at least favorable opinions from the Wall Street Journal editorial page. This is how you get favorable opinions from our friends at National Review. This is how you get favorable coverage from... Cable network after cable network after cable network. Listen to what the Democrats are telling you. They want to pick our nominee. Iowa, listen to what they're saying. And anybody who tells you, and this is the new line, the polls tell us, the polls tell you nothing. Polls tell us we had a landslide last election, but we didn't. And imagine polling caucuses, which is an impossibility. It's an impossibility. And they're always wrong. And there's always a surprise winner. Maybe not this time, but certainly in the past. Ted Cruz, Rick Santorum. But Nikki Haley doesn't really give a crap about what's going on in Iowa. She wants Iowa as a stepping stone to New Hampshire. And then she wants New Hampshire as a stepping stone to South Carolina, and then she wants all the media, all the cable channels, all the commentators, all the media to announce, to declare, to proclaim she can be president of the United States. Why? Why? Why do they always talk superficially? Politics, politics. Why? 
Why conservatives? Why Republicans? Why would we pick somebody that the Democrats want to run against despite what they say on cable TV and network TV? Why? You know damn well why. She will not take on these American Marxists. She will not take on the FBI and the Department of Justice. She will not fight to the bitter end to secure that border. She will not reverse much of what Biden has done. She'll play it safe and easy. That's what she's always done. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. There is a long list of outstanding, brilliant, beautiful, conservative women in the Republican Party. Long list. That the Democrats would never support. That the media would never support. Period. But they support Nikki Haley. They support Nikki Haley. It's even a friend of mine, one of the leaders of the evangelical movement, as far as I'm concerned. He's a friend of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's weak on the abortion issue. She never talks about prayer in school. All she's ever done when it comes to Israel's talk at the United Nations, which is very important, don't get me wrong, but not doing the heavy lifting when it comes to pointing out what the hell's going on right now. By the way, I'll get to some of this next hour, but right now, Iowa. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. There was analysis done by actually one of the big networks that said the big networks have been promoting Haley and good news about Haley more than any other candidate. Now, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? I want you to remember... The Sununu history when it comes to recommended candidates. Governor John Sununu appointed Souter. Remember Souter? He was horrendous Supreme Court justice. To the Supreme Court of New Hampshire, 1978. Two years later, he recommended Souter to George H.W. Bush to the U.S. Supreme Court. I should say 12 years later, 1990. And he was a stealth nominee. A stealth nominee. I am trying to tell you that Chris Sununu knows stealth nominees. The whole Sununu family does. And why does Chris Sununu get all this face time? He's just... A former governor who's endorsed Nikki Haley. You don't see Kim Reynolds, the sitting governor of Iowa, where the caucuses are actually taking place, getting the kind of FaceTime and airtime that Chris Sununu gets. That's another game that they play. But I want you to hear from somebody named Andy Sabin. Makes me wonder if he's the son of a guy named Sabin a billionaire out on the West Coast, an radical left-wing jerk, as far as I'm concerned. But nonetheless, here's Andy Sabin on Fox News Saturday with Neil Cavuto. Listen carefully. Cut six, go. 
we actually have a large um, fundraiser on the 30th of January at a, a major apartment in uh, New York City where we're raising a tremendous amount of money. Believe it or not, a number of it coming from uh, Democrats. Now they're raising it for Haley. New York City billionaires who are Democrats are raising this money for Haley. I mean, alarm bells should be going off all over the place. Go ahead. When you say a major apartment in New York City, whose apartment? I can't tell you. I, I'm sorry. I, uh, I just, uh, I wish I could tell you. you might, I maybe, maybe you could uh, whisper it to me now, just between you and me. You know. Well, I, all I could tell you is one of the <laughs> biggest Democrats, who's one of my best friends, who you wouldn't okay. believe, who's never voted for a Republican, is a co-host of this benefit, of this okay, fundraiser. Way, this, this is not the statement I was thinking of. But that said, got that? All this is going on, ladies and gentlemen, in the shadows. That's why Nikki Haley cannot say that a man, can, a man cannot be a woman. I mean, I've never seen a campaign like this in my life. And people are going to vote for her? Why, because Chris Sununu says so? No offense, Chris Sununu is a pimple on an elephant's ass. Who really cares what Chris Sununu has to say? Or what his daddy has to say, given what his daddy did to the Supreme Court? What makes these people so wise? Why is Chris Sununu so wise? Because he stands for nothing? But here he is, Chris Sununu on Face the Nation. Why is he on Face the Nation? Why is he on Meet the President? Because he's a foil. They love Republicans like this. Love it. Go ahead. All, but you would support him if he's a nominee. I would support him, but... He would yeah, support I, Trump. Go ahead, but... Wouldn't support him. I, we never said we wouldn't support the Republican nominee, but I understand no, but he's you the said weakest he would be candidate to go up against Donald Trump. Yeah, but I, but I didn't say I wasn't going to support him. Republicans are going to support him. This would be a nail-biter race come November. With Nikki Haley at the top, she wins by 10, 10 points. No, she doesn't. A- now, this is what I mean. The lies that come out of the mouth of these, of these frauds. She wins by 10 points. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time. It's January. Anything can happen. You don't think they're going to do massive... Opposition research on Nikki Haley? I mean, I've barely touched the surface, the uh, surface. With her word salads like Kamala Harris. And they're going to go through her record as governor, and they're going to talk about how she couldn't even say the Civil War was fought. The Civil War was fought for two reasons. To end slavery and to keep the republic as one country. That's it. How brilliant they have to be to say that. She couldn't say it. Can a man be a woman? She can't say no. What's the problem? And you expect her to get dirt under her fingernails, fighting the left, fighting the media? The media are carrying her on their shoulders. Why? Because they like her? No. If they can get her nominated, they'll cut her off at the knees in two seconds. And here's my problem. All these Democrats that are going to pour into the Iowa caucuses, and these uh, leftists are going to pour into the New Hampshire primary and so forth, they're never going to vote for Haley. These are hardcore, radical Democrats. 
So Haley won't even have the base behind her. You understand what I'm saying? Some people are not going to rally around her. They're going to say, I've had enough of the Bush people, the Romney people, the Sununus, the Christies. I've had enough. Maybe they'll go third party. My humble opinion is she would be a disaster for that very reason. What are the three? Let me try it this way. What are the three great points she's running on? Can anybody tell me she's tired of chaos? Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you should find another uh, job. Tired of chaos. Well, let me tell you a little secret. Politics is war without the bullets. It's what it is. I'm tired of the chaos. And I don't like all the negativity. You just spent $15 million in Iowa character assassinating DeSantis. But I will stand up for the people. How? Where? Give me your five big issues. Give me your three big issues. You know I'm right, America. You know I'm right, Iowa. And you know I'm right, New Hampshire. You know damn well I'm right about this. I've been through too many of these primaries where the conservatives are always attacked. They're always dismissed as too radical by the Republicans. They can't win. I told you this story when I was a young kid. Well, how old was that? 1976. 19 years old. The Republican Party in Pennsylvania was strongly behind Gerald Ford, as you can imagine. We used to say the Republican, we, uh, we young Turk Republicans, conservatives. Unfortunately, most of my buddies have passed away, but we organized these conservative efforts against the establishment party in the state. And every time they said the conservative couldn't win, the conservative couldn't, couldn't win, rather. I want to ask you a question. Good man, the Attorney General of Kentucky, African-American, moderate Republican. He ran for governor of Kentucky, full backing of Mitch McConnell. Did he win, Mr. Producer? He lost. They don't talk about that. I could go down the list of all these rhinos who lose. They wanted to run a MAGA, the conservative. Really? I remember 2010, they attacked the Tea Party. Look at all the rhinos who lost. The man who got the biggest landslides in modern American history, not just in the Republican Party, was the most conservative man ever nominated for president by the Republican Party. The most conservative ever. And he got 51% of the vote, despite the fact that John Anderson was running, and he was running against an incumbent Democrat. And in January, January of 1980, almost a year before the election, he was over 20 points behind Carter. So I have to listen to this idiot, Sununu said, oh yeah, yeah, and she'll beat, she'll beat Biden by 10 points. And then Larry Hogan's out there announcing. Nobody cares who Larry Hogan supports. But there he is. What is it, CNN? Yeah, that's where you'll find all the conservatives and voting Republicans on CNN. CNN, for God's sakes. CNN? Oh, yeah. You know the 
conservatives. First of all, they don't even have any ratings, let alone Republicans and conservatives. It's amazing. Now, here's Larry Hogan on CNN yesterday. What did he have to say that was so critically profound? Go ahead. I'm focused on trying to uh, nominate the strongest possible Republican we can. Oh, the rest of us want to nominate the weakest possible Republican. Gerald Ford lost to Jimmy Carter. George Bush almost lost the Electoral College. I'm sick of these Republicans telling us that they know, they know, you see, the Republic, the, uh, these rhinos. They know who the strongest candidates are. No, they don't. They're the foggiest idea. Romney? McCain? Not exactly Reagan, Goldwater, constitutional conservatives. They came straight out of the Republican establishment. They both lost to Obama, for God's sakes. But don't worry. They can tell us who's going to win. They have a crystal ball. They're completely out of touch with the base. And what they're trying to tell you is we need a quizzling Republican who can muster enough Republican votes, muster some Democrat votes, muster enough independent votes to win. That's what they're trying to tell you. Well, maybe that's how Hogan did it in Maryland. But the whole nation is in Maryland. Maybe that's how Christie did it in New Jersey, but the whole nation is in New Jersey. And I love New Hampshire. I think I drove through there once or twice, Mr. Producer, but I understand it's very beautiful. Nothing against New Hampshire per se. But I hate to say, as New Hampshire goes, no, the country doesn't go. Go ahead, finish with uh, Hogan, please. Urging everyone to get behind Nikki Haley. I, I, hope, I wish my friend Axe could come up with a better nominee for the Democrats, quite frankly. See how because- they talk to each other? Axelrod, his friend Axe. That, this, this is what I mean. The incestuous relationship of these people. His friend Axe. He talks about Trump like he's, like he's filth. But his friend Axe, who got Obama elected twice... Nasty SOB, his friend Axe, but it's his friend Axe, you know, Axe. Is it ass or Axe, Mr. Bidus? I don't know which it is. Go ahead. Percent of the people in America do not want to vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But no, I'm, I, I, uh, they're going to. Shut think- up, you idiot. He wouldn't even back the Republican nominee to replace him for governor. Drill team player, this guy. Hogan. I I just, I think about these things. When you look at historic figures, period, worldwide, in this country, even in the Republican Party, they're not the likes of Larry Hogan and Chris Sununu. They're not the likes of these rhinos. People don't say, yes, the greatest rhino we've ever had is... There haven't been any. It is a daunting task to put the massive, federal, ubiquitous Leviathan that is the federal government, the police state, the bureaucracy, back in the bottle. It's massive job. And so, yes, there'll be a little bit of chaos, Nikki. I just don't think you're up to it. I'll be right back. Mark in.
Read it this way. It's very simple. The Democrats want to put Trump in prison, and they want to put Nikki Haley as the Republican nominee. Now, I want you to think about those two things. It's number one. Number two, I keep hearing that Haley and DeSantis spent money attacking each other. Haley spent almost $15 million. DeSantis spent about four, four and a half. And so without that Democrat money going into that pack, billionaires putting up a quarter of a million dollars or something like that, she would not be able to run those ads. That's why she's not going to say that a man cannot be a woman. She is not going to do that. And I would like to ask all the evangelical leaders and others who are supporting her, does that not bother you? Does that not bother you? And we're just talking about a campaign at the front end now. We're not talking about when they hit, when the heat really hits. When you're running against a Democrat, or if you're president of the United States, you have to take on the media and the culture and the Congress. She's also said the debt is way too high. We need to cut it. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, now what? What's your proposal? Well, she doesn't support a government shut down. And by the way, as a footnote on that, stop listening to these morons in Washington. We can't win elections when we do that. Really? Reagan shut the government down eight damn times. Why do I keep mentioning them? Because that's that's how you win. Sometimes you got to do what's right. You know what? I don't think these damn Republicans would have supported Abraham Lincoln to the end. They would have asked him compromise. We can't win elections. And as a matter of fact, just so you know, Late summer, early spring in 1864, the fear was that Abraham Lincoln would lose. I wonder what Chris Sununu would have said. I wonder what all these Republicans in Washington, D.C. would have said. Sometimes you got to do what's right, whether there's quote-unquote chaos or not. And a government shutdown destroys nothing. And we won many elections, bigly, like when Ted Cruz conducted his filibuster. We picked up seats in the Senate. People forget all about it because they all wind up getting their money back anyway. Whether they're bureaucrats or recipients or pensioners, it doesn't matter. And yet, they don't have any alternative. Okay, how do we cut the budget? How do we stop this debt that will swallow the country and spit us out and make us destitute? They have no solutions. None. And that's Nikki. And her supporters are the same people in the Republican Party. They're the Bush people. They're the Romney people. They're the Sununu people. They're the Larry Hogan people. Disasters. As our country is getting destroyed. Disasters. George Bush didn't secure the border. He didn't even want to. Sorry, it's true. Comprehensive immigration reform. Oh, that would have worked. Follow law. We can go on and on. But why should I? When we come back, Iran has committed a major act of war. Now, what are we going to do about it? This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. 
Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I can't speak for everybody in talk radio, but I'm sure if I'm not alone, I'm among a real small handful of us, that Iran has been behind blowing up the Middle East, that Biden's been behind Iran blowing up the Middle East because he's been rearming them with billions, uh, much of it due to his refusal uh, to continue to support the restrictions that was placed that were placed on uh, Iran and its economy and its oil. Direct money, tens of billions to Iran. Direct money through the UN, hundreds of millions to Hamas. Hundreds of millions directly from us to the PLO. It's the P. No, it's the PLO. Thank me. And, of course, their policies. Look, the Islamist terrorists, the Islamist Nazis, see weakness. They're like uh, cockroaches. And Joe Biden and Blinken, <coughs> they're busy chasing the cockroaches that are, like, crawling up the wall, but they're not going behind the wall where they all are, Mr. Producer. How's that for an analogy? These are murders that want to blow us off the face of the earth. Now, these attacks on us through their surrogates, the Houthis, among others, have been met with a miserable response. Miserable. And so Iran says, okay, we'll take one of your tankers. That's been met with a miserable response. And the Houthis say, you didn't hurt us. So they fire more uh, missiles and, sh- and fly more drones to attack us. But a few hours back, Iran stepped it up. From the Jerusalem Post, or really any news network right now, the American consulate in Erbil, in the Kurdistan region of Iraq, was attacked Monday evening by drones belonging to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, according to a report on Al Jazeera. Now, this is interesting. The Iranian National Guard, that's what Soleimani used to head, and, of course, Trump took him out. Al Jazeera is the newspaper, the media outlet for Qatar, the friend of Biden's, and not just Biden's, but so many in this country that have spent money supporting Hamas and other terrorist activities. The IRGC took responsibility for the attack in northern Iraq, announcing that they had attacked an intelligence headquarters and gathering place of anti-Iranian terrorist organizations in response to their latest terrorist crimes against Iran's enemies. Now, you may recall we sent men and women to fight in Iraq to democratize Iraq under George W. Bush. You might remember the Purple Fingers, people voting. Iraq is now a client state of Iran under Joe Biden. 
Iraq's already been conquered by Iran, effectively, under Joe Biden. We've been attacked. We've been attacked by drones and missiles we paid for, directly and indirectly. We've been attacked. We've had over 100 casualties, big, including brain damage and small, to American Armed Forces personnel in the region. Actually, over 150. And we and the Brits and maybe Norway or somebody else. We hit some of their sites, but then Joe Biden said, made it clear that we didn't hit any citizens. Because, you know, that's the goal here. Not to defend America, but don't hit any citizens. Of course, it's the opposite goal with the enemy. Kill as many citizens as you can, and then let events follow. Joe Biden has widened the war in the Middle East because of his failed diplomacy. Not because he supports Israel, not because Israel is defending itself, not because Israel wants to crush its enemy. They keep saying if they get they get a little breather, they're going to attack Israel. Israel says, no breather, we're not taking our foot off your damn throat. And keep your friggin' hands off our girls, you bastards. That's what Israel says. Joe Biden. Joe Biden's gotten a lot of people killed including Americans in Afghanistan, including Americans still there. We don't even know what's happened to them, including friendlies in Afghanistan who fought side by side and just assumed that if we left, we would leave in a way that wouldn't imperil them and their families. They were wrong. Unfortunately, for some of them, they were dead wrong. Now there's a piece in Axios. Axios is a radical left-wing website. And there's a guy by the name of Barack Ravid. What's with everybody named Barack? They're all kind of putrid. Barack Obama, the former chief justice in Israel, Barack. And now this fraud. This guy is one of these phony reporters. We have him here. They have him in Israel. Who, in my humble opinion, just might be, hates his own country. Or he wouldn't write the crap that he writes. So he is sort of the Thomas Friedman for Axios. That is, when the administration wants to get propaganda out, undermining Israel, undermining Netanyahu, who they all hate, they go to Barack Raviv. And he's happy to serve, serve them on, on his knees. Now, I don't mean that. You know what I mean. And so there's a piece in there. Joe Biden is growing tired and weary and frustrated with the elected leader of Israel, Netanyahu. That he hasn't called him in 20 days. And I thought, well, that's not unusual. I don't think he's called his defense secretary in 20 days, but that's beside the point. So they're putting out the word, just like Biden and his people put out the word to the New York Times that they wanted Merrick Garland to indict Donald Trump and stop screwing around like a pondering judge they got the message out and that's what they did they get the message out through uh, propaganda some mouthpieces like Barack Raviv will make him famous or infamous in this country most of you don't even know who he is understandable maybe we'll get the Hebrew equivalent of the Pulitzer Prize Mr. Producer what do you think of that 
Maybe we'll get the Goldberg Prize. If there is one. Nonetheless. He's in the circle of uh, jerks. May I say that, Mr. Producer? The circle of jerks who undermine their own country. We have them here who undermine our country. In my humble opinion, that's what he does. It's a time of war. It's a time of Oh, but you know, there have been elections during times of war. There have been elections during times of war. Why don't you shut up and stay in your lane, you moron? How hard is it to be you? Getting talking points from the administration and then spewing them and attaching the line anonymous so they didn't want to be quoted. Wow, that's a tough job. But he reports in there, dutifully, against his own government, that our regime in this country is tired of Netanyahu. They may not keep putting up with this. He's got five sources. Wow! And they may not be putting up with him anymore. And they may not support his war effort anymore. Let me tell you what's really going on. Raviv is too stupid or too ideological to tell the truth, in my humble opinion, of course. First and foremost, Joe Biden's about Joe Biden. That's it. If he needed to be a racist segregationist when he came into the Senate, he was a racist segregationist. If he needed to support the uh, crime bill in 1994, he supported it. Not anymore. If he believed abortion should be rare and should be paid for by the federal government, he doesn't believe that anymore. And I can go on and on, but what's the point? Point's been made. Joe Biden sees, and I talked about this a few months ago, what his party has done. Through immigration, through propaganda in our colleges and universities, they've created in the United States a domestic Hamas. Islamists. And you don't have to actually be Muslim, in my view, to have an Islamist mentality. Doesn't hurt, but you don't have to. If you believe in what they believe, that's good enough. They've created this Marxist movement that is ubiquitous in this country, in every aspect of our culture. And they have allowed this Islamist mentality through Hamas, through CARE, and their front groups, many of them funded by George Soros and supported by Noam Chomsky, self-haters of the worst order. By media in this country, by the Jake Tappers, the Andrew Mitchells, and so many others, the Joy Reeds, the Yentas on The View, other low IQ morons. To run defense for these people, to celebrate them, to promote them. And now, this happens on every Marxist or Islamist revolution. What do they do, Mr. Producer? They kill off each other. Now, in this case, I mean politically, of course. But look at Lenin and Stalin, busy killing off their competitors. Mao. Oh, just like Xi, you know, they have these uh, cleansing operations. Everyone's corrupt but them. 
You're corrupt? All right, execute him. Uh, Unna, the third in the line of low IQ, fat slob inbreds. Same thing. Castro. Che Guevara with all those cool T-shirts. Same thing. Maduro in Venezuela. Same thing. And all throughout the Middle East. Same thing. Well, it's not as aggressive. It's a softer kind of Marxist slash Islamist mentality. Thanks to our Constitution. And all those men who wrote it, ratified and adopted it. You know, those guys. Those guys. Yeah, those guys. And so now... This is the Democrat Party base. Not black people, not Hispanic people, not Asian people, not Jewish people. Marxists and Islamists. That's the Democrat Party base. Now, the other day, this weekend, you may not have heard this, there was an insurrection that took place. Might want to circle the date on your calendar. I believe it was... Was it Saturday or Sunday, Mr. Producer? Maybe it was both days. So we'll circle January, what is it? January 13th on our calendar. Insurrection Day. Something about January. But that said, January 13th, Insurrection Day. They were trying to take down the fencing surrounding the White House. They had to move people out of the White House. Move them out of the White House. Joe wasn't there. Of course Joe's not there. Look, you got a 6 in 10 chance that Joe will be at the White House. Well, he wasn't there. And they're called pro-Palestinian. And listen, I agree. I don't know why the media chastised me. To be pro-Palestinian today means to be pro-Hamas. It's okay. They keep splitting here. Well, they're not the Hamas group. How do you know? Well, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say there was a survey put out yesterday. And these are Arab think tanks and others who are doing these surveys. 67%. It was a huge survey of all Arabs in the Middle East. Support October 7th. Wow. Can we at least suggest that a majority... Of the people in Washington the other day supported what happened on October 7th? Yes, I think we can logically conclude that. And I will. That's the Democrat Party base, as I've been saying for months. They're going to vote for Joe Biden. Well, what about Joe and genocide and all that? They're either going to vote for Joe or they're going to vote third party. They're not Republicans. For all the talk and propaganda, the Democrat Party media and the Democrat Party operatives who are in the Democrat Party media. January 6th was nothing compared to what happened during the summer of 2020, where cities burned. The number of hundreds and hundreds of casualties. At least a score of people were murdered. That was a revolution. People were armed. People were shot. Not on the Capitol. 
One person was shot by a hero now, we're told. He shot through the door and killed a veteran who didn't have a weapon, who wasn't violent, who didn't break anything. He's a hero. And so bad is it that Joe Biden has to pretend and lie that five police officers or some number lost their lives that day. No, they didn't. Doesn't matter. Democracy. They created, did the Democrat Party, the media, their phony masterminds in these universities. They've created this. We have a terrorist supporting population. It's big enough, not huge, but big enough in our midst. And the Democrat Party created it. That's what Joe Biden's reacting to, you idiot, Barack Ravine. It's hurting his base. The majority of Democrat young people oppose Israel. Oppose Israel. Where'd they get that from? And you run cover. You run cover of him, or whatever the hell your name is, for Biden. Pathetic. And so is Biden. That's why Biden is stabbing Israel in the back and is poised to make it even worse for them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Martin Luther King, we celebrate his birthday today. His most famous speech, he said in part, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. He went on to talk about a colorblind society. Now, if you've read either of my last two books, or if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world, critical race theory, our colleges and universities, the official position of the Department of Justice, the official position of the Democrat Party and their media is a colorblind society is racist. The only equal or equitable society is one that specifically discriminates and segregates based on race and based on Marxism. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. 
And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the voice liberals fear most. And you can call Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, you're going to have people say, as soon as we get results, we'll let you know. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. We're not going to have results during the course of my program. Doesn't work that way. Not going to have any kind of results that matter. Mark, Mark, that's not how you hold the audience. I hold the audience by being honest. That's how I hold my audience, right, Mr. Producer? And that's the way everybody should hold their audience, to be perfectly honest with you. All right. Well... Let's take a little listen into uh, Pramalilia Jayapal. You know, before we do that, I got to thinking. In that AMAC ad, see, I listen to these ads that I read. I review them first. They talk about the country our ancestors built. And what's amazing to me is what I'm going to say will be considered controversial. It's not controversial in the least. Unless, of course, you're a buffoon of the left, that is, in the media. Our ancestors built this country. Let me repeat that. Our ancestors built this country. Wherever you're from, Whatever your race, whatever your faith, Americans, our ancestors, built this country. Well, Mark, what about Margaret? Listen to me. Migrants of old absolutely assisted. There's no question about that. But Americans built this country. And I'm tired of Americans taking second place to everything in the propaganda in this country. And some of those migrants were our ancestors, as a matter of fact. Now, fast forward to right now. The people pouring into our country have done nothing for this country. Nothing. Zero. But Mark, they might do this. You're not listening. And I don't mean you, you, I mean the generic you. And we have a massive welfare state. Almost everybody coming over the border in one form or another is now on welfare, whether it's free hotel, free food, free clothing. It's free. Whether it is government welfare at one level of government or another, whether it's some organization, whatever it is. The people who've come here in the last few years 
under Biden's open borders policy have contributed nothing to this country. Zero. Well, Mark, they haven't had time. Listen to me. No excuses. A fact is a fact. A man can't be a woman. A fact is a fact. And by the way, I'm very glad a man can't be a woman. Aren't you, Mr. Producer? Oh, my God. That's a whole other story. Men are disgusting in so many ways. Don't you think, Rich? I'm not talking about his friends. Or the college. You, you understand, men are disgusting. At least they are to me. But that's a whole other story. Irrelevant to everything. But your ancestors, my ancestors, built this country. Yet we have no say in who comes here. None whatsoever. And that's not the way it was supposed to be. That's not immigration. What's happening on the border is not immigration. It's not immigration as the framers understood it. It's not immigration as anybody understood it. I have books that are mentioned in American Marxism. I cite so-called intellectuals, quote-unquote, scholars, obviously authors, and their books. And their preaching in the classrooms. And their theories and their ideologies. And it is they who talk about replacement. It is they who talk about replacement, not as a theory, but as a goal. It is they, and they're mostly Marxists, who write books cited in my book, who write essays cited in my book. And I barely touched the tip of the iceberg since I focused on a lot in American Marxism. And I've told you this. Who view, quote-unquote, the white majority population. And by the way, what the hell does that even mean? Italians aren't Irish. Poles aren't German. Germans aren't, just go down the list. They're not Romanians. But no, no, oh, white people. Because Marx and our government like to categorize people. And then stereotype them. African-American. Every black person in America didn't come from Africa. What? That's right. And the various countries in Africa, the people in those countries don't view themselves as Africans per se. They view themselves as identifying with their country. With their country. In other words, they're patriots for their country. So government has, has, has categorized us. They put us into these little groups, whether you fit in it or not. Then they stereotype you and they say, this group is favorite. That's how government controls us. That's how they control our minds. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My group. Uh, excuse me, Ernie. Yes, you're not in a group. Yes, I am. And what they preach in these books, in these essays, and in the classroom. is that the illegal immigrants are the white Europeans. And behind them, anybody who's white, period. This is what they teach. And you pay for it. The indigenous peoples are the people in Central and South America and also in other parts of the world. 
They're not illegal aliens. They're not undocumented Americans. This is their home. If you live in an apartment, your apartment building is on their land. If you live in a home, your single family home is on their land. Everything you do here is illegitimate. Starting with your damn government. This is what they're being taught by the Marxists. I talk about racializing Marx. That's part of the book. Not all of it. There's all different aspects of this American Marxism. And these are the people who have the border open today. It's not, oh, these right-wing white supremacists and the replacement theory. You have these Marxists, these racists, who are pushing it, not as a theory, but as an action plan. It's an action plan. That's why your border's wide open. To change the politics, because everybody coming in here illegally who has a child, that child is an American citizen who can vote. Listen to me. If there's 7 or 8 million people here illegally, and they all have children, they have 2, 3, 4 children, multiply it yourselves. Let's say it's an average of 2 children. And once they're here, they're American citizens and they vote. Pretty nifty, huh? And as I pointed out with Steve Miller last night, the Commerce Department views the census as determining how many people are in the country, not citizens. Therefore, congressional districts are made out of the number of people here, not the number of citizens here. What kind of a country commits suicide like this? Ours. Because there are people feeding it the poison pills, the Democrats. They're Islamist supporters, they're Marxist supporters, you name it. All the reprobates who hate this country have been pulled together under the umbrella of the Democrat Party. I should have called The Democrat Party Hates America, Volume 2, American Marxism. Could be. But I wanted to put a fine point. A fine point on the entity today that pushes this totalitarianism. As an entity, it's the Democrat Party. This is why the border is wide open. And notice Joe Biden never speaks to why the border is wide open. They simply deny it. We have video, we have cameras, hundreds of thousands of eyewitnesses. No, no, the border is under control. The big lie. Chapter 4, the Democrat Party hates America. Trump's against democracy, the Democrats are for it. The big lie. Chapter 4, the Democrat Party hates America. Like totalitarian regimes. That's why the border's wide open. Because if you're white, you're the illegal immigrant. You are. And by the way, that goes for immigrants from Africa and other parts of the world too. You're the illegal immigrant. You're not the indigenous people here. But they don't mention that. Because they don't want to break up their quote-unquote political coalition. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. 
And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. I've decided not to play Pramilia Jayapal because she's so damn stupid. I mean, honestly, I won't bother you with her. By the way, this guy Pritzker. I have to give him the vote for the weirdest looking guy in politics, don't you, Mr. Producer? He is one strange dude. Now, they're worth a zillion. A zillion. The governor of Minnesota, Tim Walls, who's another clown show all in, 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 on his own, he thinks it's great that Joe Biden's running for office as a senile old man. Cut 11, go. But I guess the question is, is the campaign taking this issue seriously enough? Do they need to do more? Oh, I think they are. They've got us out here talking about it. And I've spent a lot of time with the president and he's great. We uh, we're talking, we're chatting and all this. And I think, you know, we, we all get a little older. Look how uh, these people lie. They just it's so sick. They don't care that there's going to be a man in there who doesn't know where his defense secretary is, who doesn't know his wife from his sister who's crooked and corrupt up to his eyeballs, that we have all these challenges and threats facing us as a nation, and they could care less. Go ahead. But you also gain that insight, and I think when it comes to these issues, working across the aisle to get things Oh, come on, you gain insight because you're older? If you're an idiot, you don't gain insight just because you turn 80, 82 years old. You're always an idiot. You're just an older idiot. What insight? What insight? The guy was an idiot when he had all of his uh, brain tissue rowing in one direction. And now he's got all kinds of stuff going on up there. And his experience doesn't provide him with insight. He's a stubborn fool. Go ahead. Isn't it just doing this with dignity, doing it with class, getting up every day, doing right, the shut work? Up. So- shut up. Shut I up. I, I can't take it, Mr. Producer. The propaganda, you know, if it's a Republican, you'd, you know, you'd get the, the rhinos out. They're just trashing away, trashing away. Democrats don't conduct themselves this way. You could be running a, a kumquat for president of the United States, and they would say, listen, he's got the experience of ripening. He's got the experience of, uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. We've never had a kumquat in the White House before. This is a good opportunity, right? I think so. All right, let's see here. Oh, we're right up against it. How much time do I have? All right, next hour, I also want to take some calls. I mean, I've got a ton of stuff here. But the last time we took calls, I'll be honest with you, the reason I slowed down on calls is because no matter how we tried to screen, people would change the topic and do other things. And, uh, 
And so it was it was more of a distraction. It wasn't a contribution. But we've had the last few times some really good callers, so we're going to do it again later in the program uh, as time goes on. But all these Democrats are lining up behind Biden despite the fact they know he's a crook, despite the fact they know he doesn't have it together if they spend time with him. They know all these things, but they don't care. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Ever hear this, Senator Lankford? From Oklahoma. Well, you sold out the country on his immigration deal with the Democrats. I mean, I, these Republicans in the Senate, they are the worst of the worst. This is from Breitbart. The Senate GOP leader's draft border deal with the White House would reward illegal immigration. Ready for this? And encourage more foreign graduates to take jobs from American graduates, says the Immigration Accountability Project. They said there's nothing in there that restricts immigration. In fact, it's just going to encourage more people to come, says Chris Chemelinsky. It essentially authorizes the Biden administration, listen to this, the Republicans, to continue to catch and release people into the country. It authorizes them to give them work permits to illegal migrants and authorizes them to grant parole, that is legal status, to everyone that they're able to funnel to a port of entry. The Republicans got played by the Democrats, he said. The Republicans went to the auto shop to get their car fixed and walked out with a broken cup holder. And here's what this gentleman said about the details of this border deal that the Republicans are lining up behind in the Senate. But Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, said, no, we're not doing that, period. That's why he was cut out by McConnell. They didn't even involve Johnson in the discussions or negotiations. There's a whole story. I think it's New York Magazine. No, no, the Daily Beast, which is a radical left-wing kook paper. Nonetheless, our website, about how Schumer and McConnell are getting along now better than ever. Yeah, of course they are, because they're teaming up against the House Republicans and the conservatives. 
And a couple of his runts out there, his former staffers are out there trashing Mike Lee and others. Oh, we have dirt on you. Yeah, because that's what McConnell does. This is what they all do. They're pigs. So what's in this thing, among other things? Increased green cards by 50000 a year. Work permits for adult children of H-1B holders. So these are additions to what's going on. Immediate work permits to every illegal alien released from custody. What? You know what this is, for? This is backdoor amnesty. They won't use the word, but Lankford, I want you people in Oklahoma to understand what a jerk this guy is. Oh, he comes across very earnest. He talks like this, very earnest. He's a jerk. They all are. They're supposed to be negotiating for the American citizenry. Imagine how Nikki Haley would do with this crowd. She'd do great. She'd fit right in. Immediate work permits to every illegal alien released from custody. How about immediate deportation notices? Tax, ready? Taxpayer-funded lawyers. To certain UACs and mentally incompetent aliens. I don't know what a UAC, unauthorized, I guess. Expulsion authority for a limited number of days only if encounters exceed 5,000 a day over a seven-day period. So we're restricting ourselves, America. Restricts parole for those who enter without authorization between ports of entry. There's still secret draft. Somebody leaked this, see? But it's a secret draft. It's a sellout. Rand Paul points out it's going to continue to allow illegal immigration. It's saying, oh, we'll let 5,000 people come illegally every single day. And I remember when Johnson, Obama's head of DHS, said when you hit 2,000, this is a couple of years back, it's a disaster. And so what Lankford and the Republicans in the Senate, of course, the Democrats are all for killing America, but now you know some of the Republicans are too. What they want to do is enshrine 5,000 a day. 5,000 a day. Mr. Producer, by my calculation, that's 150000 a month. And by my further calculation, it's like one and three quarters million every single year. Illegal immigrants. Amnesty. That's what we're talking about. Democrats have won support from GOP leader McConnell. McConnell's behind the whole thing. What do you mean won support? By threatening, uh, let's see, by threatening to cut off money for Ukraine war against Russia. The deal is being championed by Senator Tom Tillis. So this guy is a complete rat fink. He makes Nikki Haley look like Barry Goldwater. He suggested on January 10th that the bill would be popular because it would curb the asylum migration portion of the huge inflow. Tillis didn't mention the administration's effort to expand the parole inflow or the H-1B expansion. But he did say, I'm also somebody who thinks we should probably legally immigrate each year another, ready for this, quarter of a million, half a million more workers than we do already. Oh, my God. They say these things even though we're not even assimilating the people into our country right now because we're destroying those institutions that do the assimilation, namely our public schools.
So here you have a Republican from North Carolina. He doesn't know what's going on in terms of assimilation. Well, I do. Not, it's not going on. And then he says, I think we'd have a quarter of a million to a half million more a year. This is a direct contradiction of the framers of the Constitution, the people who founded this country. You just say, well, we'd have a quarter of a million, half a million. Half a million is the size of Baltimore every year. One million is the size of Montana. Every year they throw these numbers around. We've had as many illegal immigrant crossing into this country as almost the population of Massachusetts. Give or take 10 million. Where are they going? Well, there's 67,000 in New York City. That's a spit in the ocean. That's nothing. Where are all these people? Doesn't matter. So Tom Tillis, yeah, I mean, I think we ought to have half a million to a million more legally here. And then I shut up, you moron. How do these people become senators? They're so stupid. Current law allows an annual inflow of roughly one million non-parole legal immigrants and several hundred thousand temporary visa workers. So you have a million plus several hundred. Tillis wants to increase it by half a million. So you have almost two million. Plus, we're at, I would argue, 10 million, but about 8 million illegal aliens in this country. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine, Tom. Sorry, yeah, good idea. And Langford, good job. You're a hell of a negotiator. Oh, you're good. Biden's massive use of parole loophole, it's also explained in great detail in the Democrat Party Hates America, is being challenged in court by state attorneys general. So he's taken this idea of parole, and of course, he's twisted it. He's rewritten it, just like his prosecutor friend, Smith. And I will continue to say, this is the most important area in which to impeach Joe Biden. The American people are furious about what's going on in the border. You will have the body politic, and by that I don't mean politicians. I mean the American people in all corners of the country. Some more than others, but it doesn't matter. It will unite America this issue of impeaching Donald Trump for intentionally violating federal immigration law. Uh, uh, Mr. Can I ask you something? Have the great minds in the House charge of these committees, do they even talk about this? Hey, we have bank account number 12703-A, lowercase i, number 3. Now look at this. So-and-so said such-and-such money. This is serious stuff. That's not how you build a movement for impeachment and a movement to defeat the Democrats and at the same time simultaneously support the Constitution of the United States and get control over the border. This is low-hanging fruit. I've been saying it. (laughs) It's low-hanging fruit. You know what? I should start calling out these chairmen. They don't even want to come on the show anyway, do they, Mr. Producer? Comer? Comer doesn't want to come on the show. What's the other guy's name? Ways and Means. I don't remember that guy. Smith. It's another one. I haven't asked Jim on. Jim comes on, Jordan. Maybe I'd ask us, what the hell's going on here? This is the most fertile area. It's the most important area. It's also the area where you'll get enormous support from the American people. And maybe we'll actually be able to do something about it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
you'll believe some of the emails I get during the break. People presume to know things. Hey, this guy is really good, you know. No, he's had Trump signs on his front lawn. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's great. And uh, do you have that audio again? Can you play that, Mr. Producer? This guy, Saban. Andy Saban, I think his name is. Let's listen carefully. Go ahead. We actually have a large um, fundraiser on the 30th of did January. He not say, did he not say we? We actually have a large fundraiser on January 3rd. So we have one. Go ahead major apartment in uh, New York City where we're raising a tremendous amount of money. Believe it or not, a number of it. Hold on. So we're raising a tremendous amount of money. Okay, fair enough. Believe it or not, a number of it what? Go ahead. Uh, Democrats. Mm -hmm. When you say a major apartment in New York City, whose apartment? And they're raising a ton of money on January 3rd. We, and a lot of them are Democrats who are raising it. So they're not raising it for Trump. Go ahead. I can't tell you. I, I'm sorry. I, uh, I just, uh, I wish I could tell you. you might, I maybe, maybe you could uh, whisper it to me now, just between you and me. You know. well, I, all I could tell you is one of the <laughs> biggest Democrats, who's one of my best friends, mm, who you wouldn't okay. believe, who's never voted for a Republican, is a co-host of this benefit. So it's a co-host, one of his best friends, who's a billionaire, apparently. It's we, we're raising all this money, and, of course, he won't say who. Fair enough. But we know who it's for. They're raising it for Nikki Haley. But don't worry, Mark. I can vouch this guy's a right winger. Please don't send me stupid emails. I can hear with my own ears. If he's a right winger, what he's done to hear is terrible. Terrible. In my humble opinion. The... Uh, Let's see here. There was something I wanted to get to. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So Biden's approval rating is plummeting to a 15-year low. Now, I have my own calculation here, which is the lower his rating goes, the more vile, the more desperate, the more hysterical the propaganda will be from the Democrat Party in the way that they uh, talk about any Republican nominee. Biden's numbers are really horrific. And they're horrific even with the support of the media. Even with the support of the media. It's because of these issues. Immigration and the like. And that's why, again, I do not understand why the Republicans don't focus on this. You got Lankford who's selling us out, selling out the country. Tom Tillis is all in. These are the rhinos in the Republican Party. They will be backed by some of the Republican establishment commentators uh, <clears throat> who've been around forever telling us, well, that's the only way we can win, you know. It's the only one. They'll be backed by the Wall Street Journal editorial page. And then anybody who opposes them is going to be viewed as a radical extremist. Even in the face of what's taking place, the Senate Republicans can't stand up to this, and they won't. Even in the face of all this. And then they expect us to support them. And of course, the problem we have is, honestly, when you have such a weak opposition party, where do you go? Third party. Okay, then they win. And they spend hundreds of millions, McConnell and his ilk, in these Republican primaries to defeat our people. 
So we get Lisa Murkowski out of Alaska. They changed the voting system to help her. And then McConnell pours tens of millions of well, millions of dollars anyway into that race that he gets into his pack from big government, excuse me, big corporations. It's all an inside job. So the radical lefts have representation. They have representation. The I stand for nothing Republicans, they have representation. We don't have any representation. Well, that's a big problem. And when it comes to the issue of immigration, this should be shut. This should be open and shut, America, because this is a winning issue because what they're doing is a disaster. And we should be arguing if we get elected, we're going to fix this. We're going to secure the border and close it. We're going to deport people who shouldn't be here. We can't do that. Why? Eisenhower did it. Other presidents have done it. Why is this a third rail all of a sudden? And then Langford goes on, if you give them jobs, and if they quickly have children, then what are you going to do? Look at what Obama did. You talk about the rule of law and violating it in democracy. Comes up with this cockamamie scheme that anybody who was born here in a, in a excuse me, that anybody who came here in a certain period of time will have a right to have a job. And they will not be deported for a, whatever, five years, whatever the rule was. So he gives them effectively amnesty out of nowhere. He doesn't have any statutory authority to do it, but he did it. A brave district court judge ruled that that was unconstitutional. But so what? So what? It stands as is. Almost nobody's getting deported. Whenever you came to the country. And we can't even get the Republicans in the Senate to fight this. I'll go along with It's ridiculous. And they cut out the speaker. This is the other thing that annoys me, and it should you. It seems to me that rather than focus our ire at Mitch McConnell and Tom Tillis and Lankford and Cornyn and Bacero and all the rest of them, we keep going after these speaker guys. Well, they cut this deal. Okay. If he had a partner in the Senate, maybe they cut a better deal. And when Kevin McCarthy cut a great deal, with the help of Chip Roy and Byron Donalds and the Freedom Caucus, cut a great deal. The biggest cut in modern American history. Not reduction, cut. And the biggest effort to secure the border in modern American history, they threw them out. They threw them out. It seems to me our political aim is at the wrong people sometimes, isn't it? I'll be right back. Right versus left is right versus wrong. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Now, I wanted to talk about this this point about uh, the Republicans in the Senate again. This is the problem, folks. Our system isn't functioning. 
it's not working. And there's several reasons for this. We've spent enough time talking about tonight the Democrats, their Marxist ideology, and all the rest of it. We've also talked at length over the years about the Republican establishment, that they're perfectly happy with the way things are going. They just want power for themselves as well. Okay, so where does that leave us? They don't want another Ronald Reagan, the Republicans. They don't want another Ronald Reagan, and they don't want another Donald Trump. They don't want a DeSantis. Let me be blunt. They don't want a conservative. Where do these people go after they leave Congress? Well, they don't become electricians or plumbers. They don't work at steel mills. They're not, most of them, they're not farmers and ranchers. They don't become cops. Where do they go? What do they become? The vast majority of them don't go anywhere. In fact, many of them really don't go home. So a story about uh, Adam Schiff, who has spent his years as a congressman really living in the Washington, D.C. area. And that's what we're up against. We really do have this ruling class. It's incompetent. It is self-serving. Increasingly ideological. And we, the people, are the enemy. When I started out in this business and Mr. Producer will tell you this he was with me every step of the way when I started to go after the Republican establishment and so forth and so on I was alone this isn't an attack on it I was alone Mitch McConnell used to call up the talk radio guys or later Boehner would do it or this one would do it or that one would do it look I talked to them from time to time but if I have, I've had enough of them, not Mitch McConnell, of course, I let them have it. Orrin Hatch. I'd known Orrin Hatch for decades. He swore to me that he was going to be more conservative. And then he gets reelected. And almost immediately. That's not what happens. Almost immediately. He swings back to the left. This guy, Ben Sass, Tea Party guy, headed a small college, seemed very conservative, gets elected, gives good speeches, but does nothing. Worse, he helps another pusillanimous Republican senator from the state of Tennessee to give Obama what he wants on Iran. That should have been a treaty. So Obama and he come up with a great idea. I will do what I want, says Obama, but I will present it to the Senate. And you'll need a supermajority in order to tell me I can't. Well, that was never going to happen. And yet that's what they did. He called me lobbying for it. And I told him in no uncertain terms, I never wanted to talk to him again. Boehner wrote a book. I guess between drinks and a pot, I don't know, cigarettes or whatever he smokes. And uh, he accused me of having somehow changed Rush and Sean and others. Remember all that, Mr. Producer? Uh, two professors wrote a book 
about talk radio. And of all the hosts, they accuse me of being the most, I forget what it was, but it wasn't very nice. I pose a danger to these people. I can't stand them. I told you, my measure is this. At some point, we all die. And you hope it's not painful. But in my own mind's eye, I just want to know that before that time comes, when you're facing it, if you're in in the position to think about it while you're facing it and dealing with it, that I didn't compromise my principles. Now, I don't mean I didn't compromise, but I didn't compromise my fundamental principles in order to get a compromise. Oh, we get 80% in one. We never get 80%. We get a foot in the groin. We never get 80% of what we want. They keep quoting Reagan. If I can get it, if we got 80% of we want, the country would look completely differently economically when it comes to immigration and, and the open border policies, national security, and so forth and so on. We'd have a republic. But we don't get 80%. Barely get 20%. Barely get anything. But I don't want to sit there or lie there, and I don't think you do, knowing that I didn't do everything I could within reason to protect what we inherited, to protect what we're passing on to our children and grandchildren. And I watch these guys like Tom Tillis and Langford, McConnell, who I don't think has children, maybe he does, I don't know, Cornyn, Basario, or whatever the hell his name is. I watch these people and I think to myself, you're shameful. What you're doing to the country, children, grandchildren, generations yet born, is disgusting. By the way, uh, I'm going to make a public service announcement, America, particularly to my Philadelphia brothers and sisters where I was born and raised. The Eagles look pathetic. They're losing 10 to nothing. Tampa Bay looks like... uh, the greatest team to ever uh, suit up and play. On their first possession, they got three points, but they almost got seven. Their second possession, marched down the field, maybe three, four plays, and they got a touchdown. They can't tackle. They can't protect the middle. And if they win, it'll be a miracle. And I'll say, good for them. I want them to win. I'm from Philadelphia. But I'm just telling you, they look Absolutely awful. So it's good that you're listening to this show. Because I shut it off. I'm not watching it during the show. I look at it during the break. But it's just something I can't. And look, maybe they'll come back and they'll win 800 to 3. Well, 800 to 10. That's fine. Maybe I'll miss the greatest football game on the face of the earth at any time in history. Good. That's fine. But enough is enough. Well, they have injuries. Everybody has injuries. You know, Stephen A. Smith is a friend of mine. And I know for some of you that upsets you for some reason. What did you hear what he said about this guy? And you hear, I, I don't care. I didn't say I agree with him all the time. I don't care. The guy's always been classy with me. Always. From the moment I met him at a talk radio event 
came up to me. Was, couldn't have been nicer. And he's that way to me today. And we can have our disagreements, but we also have our agreements. We can dislike different people and like different people, so be it. But I sent him, maybe it was three games ago, two games ago, a text, and I said, oh my God, because he likes, you know, he used to be with the Philadelphia Inquirer for a long time. He's a very good writer. His book is a great book. I said, oh my God, do they stink. And he wrote back, awful. And it's true. What the hell happened to this team? Gangbusters, and all of a sudden, they, they, they can't stop anybody. Now, with all due respect, New York, the Giants, what was that blowout? What was that score? Do you remember that, Mr. Producer? Some mass of 48 to something? How the hell did the Giants score 48 points on anybody? And I'm not against the Giants. But how do you score? It, it, it's incredible. And they make all these loser teams. What was the other team? Uh, I forget. The Las Vegas team. They made them look great. Win or lose. They made them look They make every team they play look great. Every quarterback look like Joe Namath. It's just incredible. So I can't stomach it anymore. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, let's take some calls. Let's see. Uh, let's see. All right, let's go to Ken, Brookville, Florida, the great WXJB. Go. How you doing, Dr. Levin? Just wanted to let you know I heard what you said about Langford, and I will be talking to Senator Rubio and Scott's office tomorrow and the Speaker's office to block this. This nonsense needs to die and die now. It's I just, so I sick. I, when you told me that, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, I'm 64 years old, sir. I've worked 58 years to get what little bit of Social Security I get. And we spend $9 trillion on Bush's war. Give me a right. break. It's, it's, it, there's almost, it, it, we're speechless at this point. And the fact that we can't even rally a party. This is why term limits are so right, but term limits can't happen without a constitutional amendment. You can't have term limits. You can't statutorily change the Constitution. So there are no term limits right now. That's been tried. You know, Nikki Haley said, I favor term limits. Well, because she's a constitutional imbecile. It takes hard work to get term limits, but I'm 100% for it. Enough is enough. Thank you for your call, my friend. Las Vegas, Nevada, Sirius Satellite. Lou. Lou, how are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Well, thank you, sir. Good. I have to you have to give me a second here. I'm I'm uh you're a uh, you're a figure in our household, Mark. Well, thank the you. Typical I'm a figure way in my own household too, but not necessarily a pretty one. Go ahead. I have to keep moving. Go ahead, Lou. I'll walk in the door. My wife will my wife will see my face. And she'll say, what? And I'll say, i got to tell you what Mark just said. <laughs> well, thank you. This goes on uh, a lot. <laughs> well, thank you, Lou. And God bless you, my friend. Take care of yourself. That's another state they destroyed. Las Vegas used to be a reliably Republican state. Let's keep moving. Jane, Saratoga, New York, the great WGDJ. Go. Go. 
Mr. Levin, I just want to give people a heads up. I just received my fourth registration, um, voter registration from Chuck Schumer. He wants to register. Now, hold on a second. Chuck Schumer sends, hold on now. Chuck Schumer sends out voter registration forms? Sending out voter registration to register Uh, 9 million new Christians. All right, let's slow down. Jane, I didn't know a senator could send out registration forms to everybody. He, he wants you to fill these out, send them back to his post office box. And yeah, it's will- not a registration form. It's something else. And okay. they, uh, so they're really deceiving you. I'm guessing it's some kind of mail form that he wants to, excuse me, a mail list he wants to create. Because the senator can't say, here, everybody, here's, here is a registration form. Fill it out and send it to me. He wants everything filled out, and in the middle it says he's very, they're very urgently trying to win back the Senate, and we can help them do that. At, but you got to listen to me. This is a fundraising ploy. That's what it is. By fundraising. All right. Thank you, Jane. He's a sleazeball. That's what he is. Let's go to Ed. The great WMAL in Virginia. Ed, go right ahead, please. Hi, Mark. How are you? All right, Ed. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm getting better. I'm calling because I understand Joe Biden. He is terrible. But we neglect to say that he's nearly 100% back by uh, the original Democratic Party. It's about time we start telling the voters that the Democrats are bad news. All right. Well, I, <laughs> we're working on it, brother. We're working on it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's see if we can slip in one more here. Junior Rogers, Arkansas, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Junior? Doing well, Mark. Thank you. I appreciate the call. I'll call you tomorrow, too. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Yes, sir. You were speaking about Biden's impeachment and how the Republicans are failing the act. And I believe it's due to all the corruption in Washington. Uh, And what what I'd like to do is take this opportunity to ask you and this audience for help, Mark. What I don't understand is, you know, where are the politicians? Where's the media? Where are these people who went into these fields of study to expose the truth, to protect us? I've got to go. I only have 30 seconds left. You ask a very difficult question that doesn't have a simple answer. We support our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. We salute our uh, truckers and all the freedom fighters out there. We salute all you wonderful people. God bless each and every one of you and our brothers and sisters in Israel and Ukraine. I will see you tomorrow. Take care. 